Good morrow, Chicago. Good morrow, world. We are Midsummer Flight, and this is Summercast. Sitting here with Elizabeth <laughs> Renfro, who just watched me record that <laughs> intro. I loved it. I had to not laugh. You're adorable. As I put in that that pause, this is the summer cat. I was wondering if you wanted me to say it with you, and I was like, should I make a bold decision and do it? But I didn't do it. No, I was trying to channel Ryan's uh, Seacrest. Oh yeah, you're, like, this I say is that all the time. American Idol. You know? Yeah, totally. You're like the Midsummer Flight version. Right. Ooh, I don't know if I want that title. I absolutely don't want you to have that title. <laughs> Is there a better friend. host? Carson Daly. Okay. I'll, oh, God. Your cat, what's from So You Think You Can Dance? Cat Daly. Yeah, she's cat fine. Daly. She's not embroiled she's in any British. scandal. She's British. She's okay. She's cute. I don't know. Uh, I'll be Cat Daly. She's really, really <laughs> awkward. Like, just like a huge nerd, but just happens to be beautiful. She is, but you know, she was one of my favorite hosts. I think her. I do. I love uh, her. RuPaul, a la RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good at hosting. You could be Ru and I'll be Michelle. Oh, my goodness. Done. What's the tea? Um, <laughs> as you might have noticed, uh, Margaret cannot join us. She's right here. This episode. She's with us in spirit as always. <laughs> um, but I have the lovely Elizabeth helping me out and she's going to tell us all about the upcoming Sonnet album yeah. by Midsummer Flight, uh, that she made in collaboration with Eric yeah. Rivera, who we're going to have later in this episode. Yeah. Um, and who else? A lot of people have their Ooh. hands on this project. Yeah. Lots of people. So Eric and I composed right. all the songs. He did six. I did six. Um, that adds up to 12. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but we kind of, um, we just found all of the amazing Midsummer Flight people that we've worked with in the yeah. past that are great musicians, as we know from a, a previous podcast that I was on. We, we You're do, a veteran to summer yeah, cast. I am. Uh, <laughs> but we do music a lot in our shows, and so we just kind of curated people that we've used in the past to see who was available. And yeah. And a lot of a lot of the songs um, in true Midsummer Flight fashion are super collaborative. Like at least for my part, I Excellent. like composed all the stuff like I normally do and had a melody. And then I get uh, got everybody in the room, and I was like, uh, "Martin plays the saxophone, you play it." <laughs> and so I didn't write things specifically for specific instruments, but right. I just for me, I got people I really wanted to work with and. That's excellent. Instruments that I wanted to hear and voices, and I add a, I added a couple of people that we've never used before. Um, yeah. Like Laria McClelland, who is one of my closest friends and the wife of one of our ensemble members. Ian. Ian. Yes. Ian Michael Min, and um, uh, yeah, she's the best harmonizer I've ever encountered in my life. Oh my goodness. She's like Art Garfunkel, although she'd be mad because she wants to be Paul Simon. <laughs> um, Which track is she on? She's on. Um, Sonnet 29, which is my tribute to like 
the trio, like Dolly Parton, Emmylou Harris, Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up, my mom is a huge Emmylou Harris fan and Linda Ronstadt fan. And she wasn't as much into Dolly Parton, I, but like totally that era. Right, right, right. Um, and I'm very into Dolly Parton. Like, Of, of course. <laughs> I love her. She's... I, What's not to love? <laughs> if I could be someone, it would probably be her. I know nothing about her, like personal life or anything oh she's amazing is, is she good yeah, she's that a makes person. me very happy oh, yeah. i know that she like sends books to kids in tennessee oh sure where it's like <laughs> you can sign up for a program and you get a free book for a month for like your whole life or until you're 18 or that's whatever. amazing yeah well she's got so much money who cares <laughs> um but so that's laria's on that with um Haley merrill who is a, mm-hmm. is a midsummer flight um past midsummer flight person and um, yeah, so we're our own little version of the 2018 trio. I'm Dolly. I love that. <laughs> um, but just like tight harmony, kind of country folk influenced. Yeah, Haley so we got some country on the album. Do we have other types of genres peeking yeah, in? Everything. Yeah. I do actually have some Simon and Garfunkel inspired. That's excellent. Um, Sonnet 116, which is very famous. It's the um, Let Me Not to the Marriage of True Minds, that mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that I chose Simon and Garfunkel for that one because um, there's a lot of um, scholarship about that specific um, sonnet being sort of Shakespeare's version of love is love is love is love is love and that yeah. potentially was even written for what they think was a male lover of his and it's about really like, and that it's potentially about like it doesn't matter what you look like no love has no impediments you know like I it, love that yeah. which number is that 116 116 I gotta check that one I out and there's lots of different research about it but that's the version that I liked yes. <laughs> that I read I was like I want that to be what this is about yeah no that's um, great that's my favorite take on it so <laughs> I made it sort of this like Simon and Garfunkel very it's Nick Villalone and Shane Robery who are also okay. the flight people from yes. the past and they do like very folky acoustic-y kind of but faster quicker paced yeah. very tight male falsetto harmonies wow um, yeah so i'm pretty proud of that one too that's incredible um i wanted to do a pop song so mm-hmm. sonnet 18 which is the one everybody knows which is um uh shall i compare thee to a summer's day oh yes i made that one. like the pop song yeah <laughs> um, and it's weird because it's like just me and eric on the track and he does like eight guitar tracks and i do like eight vocal tracks it's just so many moving parts and it's this kind of crazy ended up kind of sounding like vampire weekendy kind of like yeah i don't know like cape rock i love that that's (laughs) Um, amazing and and so i'm pretty proud of that one too and eric does a lot of like straight up rock and roll and like blues uh, for some of his stuff Hmm. and then i also composed a very like midsummer flighty we're in a bar <laughs> you know, singing the same thing over and over again, simple okay. melody that we yeah. always like to do. Because <laughs> we've had Twelfth the um, Twelfth Night album, mm-hmm. and then did As You Like It also come out with a? Yeah, it's an EP because it's only four songs. Right, so right, right. It's like a tiny little thing, but yeah. So how was compiling this monster different than your recordings in the past? So it was different because it wasn't associated with a production. Right. So you know in working in Twelfth Night and recording for that and even Hamlet when we did all of the underscoring for that Mm -hmm. and As You Like It, we automatically had a built-in schedule that we're like, okay, we know these people are going to be at rehearsal these times so we can pull them aside and work. Like it, It was built into the rehearsal schedule and so that 
was made it easier in terms of sort of administrative sides of it. <laughs> and in this case, getting everybody organized and um, in the same room, just when everybody has crazy schedules and not around a specific process was very difficult. Um, I, I did all the scheduling for the, for the, um, you're a saint. <laughs> well, we, we split it. I did all the scheduling for the like recording session and those rehearsals. And then Eric has done all the scheduling for the gala and, um, and all of that. So we kind of split it up that way. Um, which was very nice because I just can't, I couldn't, <laughs> it's been kind of a beast, but in terms of like from a creative side, it's been different because, um, each for me, at least, I can't speak for Eric, but I think that I can. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he probably feels this way, too, because we've talked about it ad nauseum. <laughs> uh, that, like, each sonnet has its own, obviously, theme and tone. Sure. And so that affects how you're writing. Um, for me, it affected genre very, very heavily. Yeah. Um, and I also tried to make them turn them from sonnets to actual songs so like i repeat things make choruses make bridges like right. i split it up it's not just 14 lines straight in a row that'd be a very short song it would be very short song <laughs> <laughs> i have one that's that way but because it felt like it should be that way yeah and that's my sort of like weird david bowie yes originally <laughs> it wasn't intended to be sound like bruce springsteen but it just turned into this weird awesome thing um uh and so the way I approached it was very similar to how I approach composing for plays. Yeah. And we talked about before that, like, I look at it as a piece of text and I say, okay, like, what are the themes in this? What's the punctuation? What do I want to say with it? What is, yeah. what's Shakespeare trying to say? It sounds so alien to me because I could not imagine looking at a piece of something else mm -hmm. And being like, make this into a song. That <laughs> There's like a leap. Like yeah. you jump over a synapse in your brain. And you're like, <laughs> and now it's music. And I mean, it's extraordinary that you're able to do that. It's You and Eric. Yeah, I, I thank you. I appreciate that. It's not the easiest of things to do. And in fact, in this case, I was sort of, um, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible, but I was sort of like uninspired at first. Huh. And I like couldn't bring myself to get motivated to write these songs. Because I was like... Yeah just a very busy human and so I was sure. like very burnt out and I was kind of like because Elizabeth is usually working on several shows at once. Well, I'm on I'm doing if you count what I just closed as of last weekend I was in three rehearsal processes three rehearsal processes making an album usually working on marketing uh grant writing some sort of other <laughs> just to be clear i do not ascribe to the busy life is a better life i 100 percent do it to myself and i love every moment of it but i also love sleep so when you're in that when you're like surrounded by all those things where do you find inspiration um from other musicians yeah so like i typically when i want inspiration for songwriting i make a playlist or mm. I watch YouTube videos and I just like listen to people that I am inspired by and music that I love, even if it's not something that other people typically think is like good music, sure. you know, like I have a very strange wide range of 
taste. Well, you mentioned Dolly Parton and yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. What mm-hmm. else was helping sort of getting you back into that? Or anything that helps you get back in your creative mind? So I, <laughs> I first and foremost, at, like, I'm a singer. Yeah. Um, I play several instruments, but um, my love is singing. Yeah. So I love listening to, like, Ariana Grande. Yes! And, like, <laughs> I mean, Celine Dion is even, like, a little, maybe more thought of as respectable but i love ariana grande celine Dion, demi lovato like i love listening to like the powerhouse i mean all those women have a voice right yeah because i i don't think of myself as like one of them but like i love listening to those kinds of voices and trying to like emulate them yeah like what about that I'm I like Bette Midler a lot. Yeah. She's not I'm more of a Barbara girl. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. like if I have to choose something from that era it would be Barbara. I don't have anything against Bette Midler. I just never listened to her stuff. That's and right. like growing up with my mom who was my mom and my dad were very influential in my music taste and my mom is very like Amy Lou Harris, Carol King, sure. um, Joni Mitchell, the like folksy singer songwriter female singer songwriter so i have a penchant and like a little tiny large place in my heart for female singer songwriters i literally have a playlist on my itunes that's called awesome ladies and it's just (laughs) singer female singer songwriters brandy carlisle is like oh and she sings uh what's it the eye oh yeah you know that song she, uh, my favorite Brandy Carlisle song, this is like melding of worlds, uh-huh. is The Story, which is like just so typical to say because it's one of the greatest songs yeah. of our time. Yeah, I've heard that song. Yeah, I know that song. Yes. She has a cover album of that whole album of <laughs> other people singing the, the album. Yeah. And Dolly Parton covers The oh, Story. Oh, nice. And it's, it's well, perfect for you. It's, it's brilliant. Somebody told me once that I should put it in my audition book and I've been like... <laughs> I'd love to hear you sing that. Yeah, I'll do it right now. No, I'm just <laughs> the Eye is also a gorgeous song. I, I listened to that song on repeat, I think, earlier this summer. I heard it for the first time. I, I didn't even know it was her singing it. I'm like, this song is beautiful. She's amazing. Yeah. She's just like, I, when people are like, I've never heard of her. I'm like, well, you're wrong. <laughs> Go right now. And listen. She's got like six albums. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, I mean, she, but she's one of those performers that, you know, I think she does her work and she keeps her head down. Yeah. Like, I don't think her, um, if you're not tuned into it, it yeah. doesn't make it like a huge wave. Right. It's not like when Beyonce releases an album, right. the entire world knows like, about it. But if you don't listen to her music, you know. <laughs> even, yeah. yeah, even if you're not, because I think even her last one, that secret, I made it inside of the Louvre in Paris album. Like, what? Didn't hear a single song off that album, but I didn't know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think I heard that one. Actually, no, I listened to the whole thing once through. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brandy Carlisle. Um, so I mean, and I it kind of started with Festy um, last year. Um, I played Festy for our production of that we were in together. Yes. For Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night. Yes. Um, we had our one scene. <laughs> I just annoyed you. Hey, it was a good time. <laughs> it was fun. Um, and I kind of started. I've always, like I said, because of my mom and um, my dad, have had like a penchant for female singer songwriters and. Um, I guess like M one now, I suppose. Um, even though I don't ever show the world like stuff that I lyrically write, but I do compose for Shakespeare, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess I do. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, you kind of do. Why yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I kind of do that. I haven't recorded several albums where I did that. <laughs> anyway, um, but so whenever I'm feeling sort of blocked in that way, that's what I do. So I go listen to female singer songwriters that I 
like aspire to be or people that I just like can see myself in. That's amazing. Um, so like people who are singers like Ariana Grande, Celine Dion, and I like get inspiration from them. And if I'm talking about genre, then I would go someplace like Dolly or Emmy Lou or one of those. And when are you making the jump to us hearing your voice and like you singing some of your own stuff? <laughs> I mean, it's all your own stuff, but you know, the, the songs that you write from your perspective and not from Shakespeare's. I don't know. It's one of those things that like, I do write stuff mm -hmm. on my own and I have very rarely shown it to people because it's such a like, such a personal thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's funny because we get on stage and we emote and people don't understand how we can do that. And yeah. like I go to very dark places as yeah. characters in, <laughs> on stage. But but something about like releasing that energy in the world that you actually created and wrote. And oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, someday, maybe soon, it's also a matter of timing because um, actually... Um, who was I? Margaret Glasby, who is another singer-songwriter that I really like. Mm -hmm. um, she had this, she had an album, she hasn't even come out with her sophomore album that was like hugely successful in the kind of um, alt alternative community. Like, yeah. I'm sure Pitchfork has <laughs> <laughs> reviewed her, you know, um, that kind of person. And she uh, released an EP recently and she talked about like what songwriting is like when you're really busy and in her case when she's on tour sure and like in a lot of ways i am on tour <laughs> yes because i'm never home <laughs> and my poor cats um and so like part of that it's a struggle to like because you kind of do have to kind of do you definitely have to like dig into a place that's not super comfortable mm. and um you know like it takes time and i just haven't I, it's such a lame excuse, but I just haven't had the time to really do it as much as I want. And part of me wants to like take time off from doing anything else and like write an album yeah. of my own music. I think it's time. You think it's time? I think you're ready. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think the world's ready. And Thanks. if they're not, they need you to. You and my mom are in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I mean, because I need to push myself too in the same way. Like, yeah. you know, I used to write um plays and like short like 10 minute things or even like short stories and poems all the time but i, I just to read one of those oh god you know and it's the same thing it's like it's so personal that you're just like oh showing this to the world is scary i know how do people do it all the time it's hard yeah it's hard uh, especially if you're already engaged in like all these other things we have these day jobs and then we get up and we go to the theater and i never it's go to the theater hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to make time for like our own art yeah, yeah, totally. But I think you got to make time for that. Yeah. Otherwise, you get burnt out in a You're way. Probably. Working on other people's things. I mean, and that's part of one of the reasons why this has been so rewarding. And I, I mentioned earlier that I was just like not super inspired about it, but like then the moment that I wrote that first song, yeah, and it just like, like snowballed from yeah, there. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it just like I was talking to Eric about this very early on that it wasn't hard, <laughs> you know, like in the past writing stuff for. Some of the shows has been kind of like laborious and yeah. like, you know, I'm not, I'm very interested in it, but it's not like something that I'm crazy passionate about sure. or whatever. Um, and that's not the case for all of them, but for a show when you're composing like nine songs, you know, right. or and it's all, some of them are really dumb. It's like, <laughs> this is just like, <laughs> this is a song where somebody comes in and they just need to be singing like they're yeah. drunk, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's fun, but it's not like particularly, I don't know, pleasing 
food for the soul. Right. Um, right. But yeah. doing this, it was, it was so easy. Like I would sit down and I'd be like, well, I like that. <laughs> and then I would, and I was so nervous because I composed a lot of this stuff, like the week before or like the nights of yeah. the first rehearsals where I was inviting musicians into my home. Mm. So like an hour before people arrived, I'd be like, I need to write, I need to write something. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I mean, But sometimes when it's right, it's right. You yeah. Know? Well, like, I wasn't ready to do it yet. Yeah. And so for a lot of them, I was real nervous about, okay, well, is this going to be terrible? And then I, no, <laughs> it's all great. <laughs> That's brilliant. When is the album dropping? Uh, this coming Monday. This Monday. It's so soon. Monday, September 17th. And where can we find it? Any place you listen to music. <laughs> so iTunes, Spotify. Um, I think you can probably buy the album on our website, or you can come to the gala and buy a... a... Oh, wait, wait. There's a gala? Oh, yes, Julian. <laughs> there is a gala. We're having an album release party and gala fundraiser. Very, I mean, it's exciting because it's um, we're performing the entire album at Uncommon Ground Edgewater. Yes. Uh, 1401 West Devon Street. You oh, my God. 1401 West Street. Yeah, if I knew the deets, I know them back and forth. You do. That's uh, amazing. Doors open at seven. We start performing at seven thirty, um, and all of the ticket info can be found online. But midsummerfight.com. That's right, Julian. Yes. <laughs> I know one thing. <laughs> oh, you know many, many, many things. Uh, yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, that um, uh, it's not only the album release party, but yes. it's it's Midsummer Flights first like big fundraiser this is our first big one and you know we really hope you guys come out if you like the podcast if you like our music um you're gonna like this gal if you like julian if you like elizabeth <laughs> if you like us you'll go yeah, come on <laughs> i've been saying that on all of my posts where it's like i know you've already bought tickets so i just want to let you know <laughs> but really we hope to see you there we had like a lot of scary things happen with oh venues um but a lot of people came through uh Konome, Beth Wolf, our artistic director, uh, stepped it up and like really got this thing off the ground. Yeah, found an entirely new venue um, in 24 hours. Very impressive. Uh, within less than a week of the <laughs> event. I can't, are those, those women are magic. Yes, yes, those women are magic. This woman sitting across from me is magic. Um, and I think uh, right now we're going to take it away with a little preview of one of the songs coming up on the album. And then we're going to sit down with your uh, co-creator, um, Eric Rivera. Yeah. And talk about his side of things. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May And summer's lease hath all too short a day Sometimes too hot the eye of heaven shine And often is his gold complexion dimmed And every fair from fair sometime declines by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate 
rough winds do shake the darling buds of May And summer's lease hath all too short a day But thy eternal summer shall not fade Nor lose possession of that fair thou owest Nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade when in eternal lines to time thou growest Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May And summer's lease hath all too short a day so long as men can breathe or eyes can see So long lives this and this gives life to thee So long as men can breathe or eyes can see So long lives this and this gives life to thee So long as men can breathe or eyes So long as men can breathe, our eyes can see. So long lives this and this gives a life to thee. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May. Summer's lease hath all too short a date. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds away. They shake and shake, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day, thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds away, and summer's lease hath all too short a day. Hey, I'm here with Eric Rivera. Hello. Yeah. How's it going? Good, good, good to see you. Um, I've known you for a long time, but I have never actually uh, had you on the podcast. You know, I don't know how to uh, <laughs> say this, but I think I might have been on and as you like it. I Were you really? Know. That's when I. I God, think that's I'm when I garbage. met you. It's okay. I don't oh, remember anything. Oh, you know what? I bet is when we were doing those round robins uh -huh. in the park. And we were like inside the. Tent. Oh, of course we. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Real crazy. You have been on this park, and look how far it, you've come. I, look at me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's been a, it's been a ride for sure. Yeah. It seems like so long ago. So as you like, it was your first show, and that I actually did talk about it. Um, we're not going to start this over, but at this point, I would just like to point out that I know nothing about you. <laughs> oh, for two, but it's okay. We can come back from this. That's so your amazing. your first show with us was Twelfth Night. It was, the first run. And that was our first run of Twelfth Night. Mm -hmm. 
Excellent. So you're you're a veteran. Yeah. Well, I already knew that about you. Crazy stuff. Didn't know the full story. Actually, it was actually the first show I got cast in in the city. It was Twelfth Night. Really? Yeah, right when I moved here. Oh, um, you couldn't shake us. Yeah, no. I mean, like, look at me. I mean, you know, it's a good, it's a good little group. I uh, funny story though. I don't think I, I don't tell this to a lot of people. Uh-huh. I bombed my first interview. I like really? just choked, and I I came in with a monologue, and I just like I it blanked right then and there, and I started over. So I like uh-huh. started the first line like eight times, right? And I just like like eight is a big number. That's not an over exaggeration. <laughs> like if you're in an audition room and you kind of blank and you have that feeling where you're just yeah. like, oh, I don't know. No, I no, I've been there. Like you really do two or three and. Th- you're just like oh, I'm sorry you know what I mean but like I just didn't stop starting you over just kept starting over and and then I just said the word wenches like eight times and called it like I just like and then I was it I, I gave up eventually but I just now, kept starting over was the word wenches in the monologue somewhere this- yes it for sure was <laughs> okay, okay um, that was like the old for some reason that's all I could remember at the time <laughs> And, that's a good word. And then it, it was. Um, and then I, uh, uh, I just did the song, and I was like, oh well, you know, that's fine. And I left. And I guess the song was fine. And they like, I don't know, they liked my resume, and they were like, well, you know, he probably yeah. just had a, like a bat on off day, and they called me back. And then <laughs> now look at us now. That's but, uh, amazing. Really heinous. Because <laughs> that was Beth directed that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so fun. That's crazy stuff. You know, I feel like I've bombed an audition for Beth. Uh, Beth Wolf, artistic director, um, who's also been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've bombed for her, I'm sure. It's just part of the, it's part of the thing. It's what know? happens, you know what yeah. I mean? And you know, Sometimes you, can... you just walk in and the whole thing, it's just gone. Yeah, and it. that's just life. And you know, she gave that's me a life. chance. And I mean, look, I, who knows where, what would have happened if she hadn't thrown me that, like... What would have happened gone? to us? We're so glad that uh, she gave you a chance. Oh, you shucks. Are, you are like our, one of our chief music, musician folks. If you don't, uh, <laughs> if you don't ease up on those compliments, my head's going to be too big for me to leave the room though. So you got to, <laughs> well, it's a, um, it's not a visual medium. They can't see how big your head is. <laughs> Amazing. So you're working on music for the sauna. Album. In fact, I am, I am doing that right now. Or actually, so yes, we're, we're prepared for the, for our release party. I mean, but, but the, the songs have been written. They've been written right. for, for a couple months now. And we recorded the album back in like May. So we've been really grinding through this for, for quite some time now. Excellent. Um, um, but but we are just we're, we're currently working on getting everything like ready f- to perform live, which is a little different of an experience compared yeah. to recording. Um, so so yes, we are still working on it, but it's not like I'm writing new music or anything right now. Absolutely, absolutely. But tell me a little bit about that storyline. You taking a sonnet and you turning it into. Uh, something else, something sure. completely different. I mean, oh geez, man! Like to be completely sincere with you, I've been working on this basically since January of this yeah. year. Um, so, so, and and I think Elizabeth and I, Elizabeth being the other person who is uh, who co-composed this yes. entire album with me, split it right down the middle, six sonnets each, mm. and um, we kind of have a little slightly different approaches. But the form of a sonnet kind of guided me a little bit because it's basically you've got uh, couplets the whole way through, and you can pair it in fours, and you can get basically. Uh, what is it? It's 14 lines, right? Uh-huh. So you can do uh, uh, math, right? What's, what, what is math? Uh, I can't do it. I'm just looking at you nodding. <laughs> you, can, you can almost get two sets of eight, right? Which okay. would be 16, but right. you, you're missing two. So you so and so you basically can get like two verses if you do four line verses, mm-hmm. and then you can get a little couplet at the end. And so normally right. what I would take is I find my favorite couplet, um, and I would use that as the hook, right? I'll okay. use that okay. as the chorus. So like I, I think a lot of times when you hear sonnets on like sonnet albums or if either spoken word or if it's just like sonnet set to music they mm-hmm. really keep the form yeah. and so it kind of because a sonnet's not really meant to be music for to a degree if you look mm-hmm. at it just how it's written it's clearly poetry and so um, uh, it's a little tricky to make it into a song that's like also pleasable to the ear you know something that sounds like yeah. something you'd listen on the radio or something like that um, and so it takes a little bit of like 
like playing with the form, especially since it has not like perfect groups of fours. You know, there's that little extra couplet at the end. So you kind of like so. So what what I did is I took the text and I, I either decided am I going to run them? I'm going to keep the exact form of this text and just run the song from start to finish, uh-huh. or I'm going to find a section to repeat and kind of break it down into like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, or something along those lines. Very nice. Um, and so I would start with that. If I, Elizabeth and I spent a lot of time just picking sonnets. You know, yeah. some of them came really easily. You know, eighteen, one thirty, yeah, a lot of the big ones. Do you um, have a favorite? Oh, that's tricky. <laughs> um, uh, the favorite textually sonnet, I, yeah. I think, is probably 71. Okay. Um, I hadn't heard of it at all before we did this project, and we were just trying to, like, grind out to find the last, like, two or three sonnets at the end. Yeah. And so we were just pulling stuff and reading stuff like like crazy people, and I found 71. Actually, Elizabeth pointed that out to me as, like, just the thing that I should read, and I read through it, and I was like, yeah, this is beautiful. Like, this is really emotional, and it's, like, yeah. dark to a degree. So, so textually, I, I really like 71, but if we're going to the album, mm. it's tricky, because there's a lot of good stuff in there, and... and <laughs> And, and it's a very eclectic album. There's a bunch of different things um, that that like it's like you know if you like blues more you'll like an you'll like one of the songs that's like like hardcore yeah, there's blues. A little bit of something for yeah, there's some country stuff. There's some rock. Yeah. So it really depends on your taste. But if I had to pick a singular favorite, mm-hmm. I think it's Sonnet 66. Now is that one of yours or one of Elizabeth's? It's actually one of Elizabeth's. Oh. And, um, it's just got this sexy saxophone solo yeah. right at the like right at the interlude, and it's just like it's you know voice and piano for most of the song, and then there's like a little middle section that's that's uh, saxophone, bass, and drums, and it's just like, I don't know, it feels like, like A, a song that I haven't really heard before, yeah. um, B, the form of it doesn't really repeat, this is one of those ones where you kind of just took it like in through plot, and you mm-hmm. didn't like, like have mm-hmm. a verse or a chorus, it's just like a constant set of like slightly altering music that changes from start to finish, okay. and it's just really cool, the text is great, the music sounds awesome, Martin, the person we have playing saxophone, is just absolutely outstanding. <laughs> so, as far as as like my favorite sounding sound, I think I have to pick 66. That's yeah, amazing. Pretty cool. Now, have you always uh, been a writer of music? You know, um, yeah, I guess since I was in middle school, probably I've been writing music for a really long time. Wow. But but the thing is about writing music is it's kind of like anything else, honestly. Like if if uh, I, I just feel like I started like kind of being okay with a lot of the stuff that I wrote in the last like yeah. two or three years, or maybe just two years, honestly. Because sure, sure. For so, like if I showed you any music I wrote when I was in middle school, like <laughs> I mean, if I showed you anything I did in middle school, yeah, hey, there it is. I wouldn't show you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, it take, writing songs is weird because um, a lot of people just like build like like your natural instincts yeah. when you think about writing a song um, makes it hard to do anything that like is emotional because you want everything to rhyme you want sure. all the chords to make sense you want it to like be like really like, neat and cut and cookie cutter and like yeah. wrap it in a little box and put it in a bow and then you listen to it and you're like this is like the most generic stereotypical sound I have ever heard ever <laughs> and it's that way for years and you're like what if I don't rhyme or like what if I yeah. don't live on the tonic yeah I think that's true for like a lot of different kind I of think art so too, too. it's like you learn all of the ways you're supposed to do it and then you learn how to break the rules. Yeah, and, that, and that's where your style comes. You from. really do have to start in that place where you where you have the the structure of it, and then you can kind of branch out because at least you have like a home base to go to. Um, because there's of course that that phrase where you like or that phase where you we hit a point and you're like ah, oh, but I don't have to have any rules, and then you just make mm. nonsense music for a little bit, yeah. where it's just like your goal is to break <laughs> the rules, and that's not really great either because <laughs> then you're just like I don't know what I'm listening to, and this right. is like from start to finish just unpleasing. So there's a <laughs> there's a balance, and then eventually you get to the conclusion that you're like okay, what am I trying to say here? What am I trying to do with this art? And then you let that be your guide, and then use the tools that you've gained across the years. But it's a very long process. Like honestly, like I've written a lot of bad music, 
So. That's hey, that's fine. I've acted in a lot of shows where I was like, that wasn't the best performance I've ever given in my life. But a, that's a choice, but... Each one, each one I think I learn a little bit from. Yeah. Who are the musicians that inspire you, though? Uh, like famous people or just like people that I know? or It, it could be either. Oh, man. Well, I mean... Truly, and this is so cheesy, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, there's just something about it. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Page is just, like, one of my best, like, biggest guitar icons, and mm. I, you can kind of see it in some stuff that I play. Nice. Um, it was just, and, and John Bond was probably one of the best drummers in, in, you know, the history of drummers. He really changed how people decided to play drums but from that point forward. But, so, I mean, as far as... I, I'm kind of a sucker for, like, classic rock and, and 70s and 80s rock music anyways, but um, as far as, like, stuff that I, like like actually influences the music I create. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, my degrees in opera, so I really do like a lot of classical music and I kind of like okay. those, those influences that, that like kind of like tie you home, you know, yeah. and especially if you really like dig into classical music, there's a lot of really crazy stuff in there. That's just like, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you know, all really 20th century classical music is just like so different and intricate that you can really take stuff you like and you're like ah oh, but i really like this one line and you can kind of like play with it you know all music is just like it's kind of like anything else like ev like everything that has been heard or sung has been kind of done before and people mm. are just like taking in all of their knowledge and mixing the stuff that they like and taking out the stuff that they don't like you know what i mean um and then they, that's a new song and then somebody else will hear that and be like oh i kind of like that and then like i'm gonna play on that and, you know it's just like a yeah. it's a it's a living kind of thing that's amazing yeah yeah um, um so is this so this sonic album is coming out yeah. Is this one of your first albums, or do you have other stuff out there that people can find? So I, I've done uh, all of the Midsummer Flight albums. I'm on all of them. Uh, Twelfth Night. I mean, Twelfth Night just like hooked me in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was such an experience for everybody. Honestly, if I'm gonna be sincere, like like uh, you know, I I do uh, acting things, um, and uh, uh, Mid or Midsummer Flight really hooked me in with Twelfth Night right at the top of the whole thing. And, yeah. and from the bottom of my heart, um, top three shows. I like mid like the first Twelfth Night with Midsummer Flight is one of them. I'm happy get, like the show was yeah. great. You know what I mean? Like it was really good show, really good cast, um, and all the other Twelfth Nights we've done since then are really good shows, really good cast. Absolutely. Um, it was like half kind of the experience that it was like super new, especially with the recording process. We never recorded anything with the company before. It was our first time doing a lot of stuff. It was a lot of people's first time just being in a studio, kind of working on stuff. Yeah. And it was just such a unique. An individual experience that by the time I got over it, I was like, yeah, I, I can't get enough of this. You know what I mean? Like, I got to keep going in. Um, That's awesome. So, so I am on all of the Midsummer Flight albums from the first Twelfth Night to now, um, and then I'm in a band right now. Uh, they're called Younger the Elder. We're actually playing for the live uh, album release party. They're kind of the house band for the event. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, what was the name again? Say the name again. Uh, Younger the Elder. Excellent. Um, and you know, we're on like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, after this, I mean, you know, I'm doing this right now, and it's just been, like, really nuts kind of prepping for the live show. Sure. Um, it feels like like it's, this whole thing has just been my whole year kind of going into one project, yeah. and that's great. I love it. <laughs> um, but after this closes on Monday, um, I'll have a couple weeks, and then I'm going to be in the 12th night uh, with uh, Maureen Yasko. Yeah! And, and, and uh, a really great <laughs> cast that I'm super excited about. And, um, and who are you playing in 12th night? Oh, I'm going to be uh, Fabian in 12th oh, night. Excellent. And I'm music directing it, which is also kind of, you know, it's exciting. All um, right, we get some more great music. Um, That's but nice. but I'm thinking during that time, probably, or maybe a little bit after, I don't know, I'm hoping, but the band is going to record an album, and we'll put out an EP, hopefully by the end of the year, Yeah. and then it'll just be a music-filled year for me, and I'm just like, I'm so lucky, you know what That's I mean? That's amazing. We're so lucky to have you. Oh, We're going to be looking out for your music on the uh, Sonnet album. Mm -hmm. We're going to be looking out for more from your band, and we're going to be looking out for you at the gala. 
Yeah. You're a busy man. <laughs> and at 12 night, all right? I guess so. <laughs> oh, Very geez. nice. Well, thank you for taking a second to sit down with me. I'm going to let you get back to rehearsal. Well, thank you so much for having me, Julian. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> We hope you guys come out to see the gala. If you can't make it to the gala, please download this album that they've been working so hard on. The music is gorgeous. The people Aww. are gorgeous. Elizabeth, we are so lucky to have you. I'm lucky to be here and, and to have you, Julian. <laughs> I um, look forward to hearing your own stuff. Okay. But I look forward also to listening to the Sonnet album. Yeah, I literally cannot wait to see that cover on iTunes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's going to be so exciting. See all of you click on it. <laughs> listen to it. Anything else for us, Elizabeth? Um, no, I think that's it. Just one more time, I guess. Monday, the 17th, uh, September 17th is when it drops. Um, but you can still get tickets at midsummerflight.com for the gala to hear it totally live. Yes. From start to finish, every single song on the album, and you can buy the album there. Um, and yeah, 7 p.m. doors open at Uncommon Ground Edgewater. Shout out to Uncommon Ground Edgewater, yes, who are absolutely. literally our saviors. <laughs> um, go eat there, patronize their events, including the one on Monday. Yes, yes. Please, please, please be there. Elizabeth. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Yay. Uh, we look forward to having you back on the podcast oh, again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>